Thank you for joining us today on Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. Our hope is that as you listen, you would be encouraged, challenged, and maybe even have some laughs with us. So sit back and get ready for Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. Hey, welcome back to Real Talk with Matt and... Carrie. Yeah! (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, it means a ton to us that that you would be, you know, listening to what we have to say because, again... We don't necessarily consider ourselves experts. We just consider ourselves to have some experience right. because we are now how long into marriage, babe? 17, almost 18 years. Almost 18 years. We are, is it two months away two from months 18 away. years? Holy Less than that, cow. I think. Wow. I just don't even feel that old. I know. It feels like we just got married. And then also it feels like we've been married for a really long time. Yeah. You guys ever experienced that? Like (laughs) something like you seem like it just happened. But then at the same time, it feels like it happened a hundred years ago. Well, we say all the time we just moved to Nebraska, but it's been five years. It has been five years. Wow. That's crazy. No, I I still feel like I'm 26. You look 26, girl. Thanks, babe. I think we're getting better with age. I would have to agree with that. Our 20s were rough. Yeah, they were. You were pregnant the whole time. I was, so. Because you couldn't keep your hands off of me. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you what. I expect truth in this talk on expectations. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hey, guys, listen. Again, we are, we're in our, our, our series of talks that we're doing here with Real Talk on expectations. And so we talked to you in one episode about understanding expectation. We talked to you in one episode about managing expectation. And today we're going to talk to you about communicating expectation because um, experts, (laughs) experts say that in marriage specifically, but relationships, uh, that there are a few key things that are marital killers. And uh, one of them is sex. One of them is money. And one of them is uh, navigating how to raise the kids, uh, but we think all of those can be tied together by a a lack of understanding, managing, and communicating expectations. Right. We really think uh, expectations are the bar for all three of those things uh, to either to either really be successful or really be unsuccessful. And so, well, that's and you why sort of have to have for us to talk about healthy these. expectations. In each of those three areas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why as we yeah. were talking about this, we just thought it's so important it's to talk about expectations because yeah. we think it's the key. Yeah. And so if you haven't got a chance to listen to those other episodes, check them out. Uh, understanding and Managing Expectations. Today we're talking about communicating, communicating. expectations. And when, when we do premarital counseling with, uh, with folks, we always, always, always talk about the key to their relationship being communication. Yeah. So um, talk about that. What, well, do we, I think, what do we tell people? I, I think the most important thing to understand is that no expectation is fair if it's not communicated. I cannot expect you to read my mind. Yeah. I can't expect friends to read my mind. I can't expect people in the workplace to read my mind. Like we've kind of come onto this new saying of, hey, if you see it, if you see it, say it. Yeah. If you feel it, say it. Yeah. Not in a overwhelming way. But hey, when you said that, it hurt my feelings. There is a way to communicate <clears throat> things that are difficult in a respectful way right. that will uh, that will cultivate a healthy conversation. And when it gets 
in a disrespectful way, I think it's because it has been uncommunicated for so long right. that it just reach, reaches the breaking point. Yeah, it's like when you, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you're an idiot, and you would just <laughs> shake up your can of soda and then and then pop it open and it goes everywhere. Yeah. Well, and I'm not I'm not saying anybody is an idiot if you're not communicating. Uh, I'm saying that's what you were when you were a kid. But because we've never been taught or encouraged to communicate expectations. Um, what we're essentially doing is we're shaking up that can of soda, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, it gets opened up, and and stuff's going everywhere, yeah. and then all of a sudden, we're in the middle of a mess yeah, and that we, we don't necessarily need to be. We so, had to learn how to change our approach, because we were that can of soda, where you would oh, explode, absolutely. you would hold it in, explode, but then really not even say what was actually going on. Right. It was, you know, and then I would withdraw. Or I would be sarcastic or I would be, you know, just mean and be very cutting with my words. And so we had to find a way to communicate our expectations in a way that was honoring to one another. And so we kind of have a lingo that we use. um, And and I don't even know where we got it. I have no idea. But but we're able to talk respectfully to one another and say, hey, when you said that, it made me feel like you didn't value my opinion, you know. And then and then I'm able to come back and say, oh my, you know, oh my gosh, it was never my intention to hurt your feelings or make you feel like I don't value you, because I obviously value you. I really care about you, and so I would never do that on purpose. Right. And then also talking about expectations of, hey, when I do this, this is what I'm expecting you to do. You know, I I kind of get tripped up thinking like even if we have a date night or something. I'll think through how it's going to go and how we're going to, without fail, we get in a fight on the way and everything gets, you know, out of order and I'm disappointed because what I expected to happen isn't happening. And my only expectation is being away from the kids and having some time with my wife. Like, I don't care. I don't care where we go eat. I don't care what we go see. I don't care what we do. I don't (laughs) care. I just want to be with you, girl. And so I have to decide all those things. And she feels pressure to decide all those things. Because I expect you to help. Because she expects me to help. And so what we are still working on is managing those expectations. (laughs) Do you hear me? <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and communicating, and communicating those, those. those expectations. Yeah. So, babe, what what would you say? What would you say you should talk about, especially with your spouse? What What would you say you should talk about? I think you should talk about everything, and that seems overwhelming. You, like everything? Yeah, I don't think that. I think you. One of the things you have to self assess is: is there anything in my life right now? that I'm withholding from my spouse. And there we go, kicking off the three steps to communicating expectations, self-assess, number yeah. one. We have to have an honest assessment of, of truth, like what thoughts, feelings, or emotions am I withholding from my spouse that are unfair, that he may not know what's wrong with me. He may, he may not know why I'm upset. He may not know why I'm angry with him. Right. You know, and that's unfair of me to keep being mad at you and not tell you why. Because again expectations are unfair if they're not communicated because I can never live up to an expectation that I don't know about because I don't like, again, we'll go back to the date night. I don't care where we go eat. I don't care what we do. I just want to be away from the kids with you. And so I don't know, like I'm, that's not on my radar. It is not on my radar. We talked about last episode. It's not on my radar 
that you wanted me to do more than just keep the kids alive while you were away. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, the only thing on my radar is making sure my kids are alive when you get home. <laughs> you know, it's not cleaning the house. It's not doing the dishes. Putting it's not bed. even making a, making a meal. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot. I haven't fed the kids all day. So we're going to order pizza. That's I mean, that is that's me. That's my expectation. Right. But I cannot live up to an expectation. You don't communicate. Right. And so I think that we need to self-assess. What are we withholding? And, and what do we need to communicate? And be able to communicate them in a life-giving way. Right. In a way that's honoring to one another. You know, I like think not come home and huff and puff and throw things around and, and blow the house down. And <laughs> or not say anything. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine. not mad. I'm okay. But you know Like that- I'm like, babe, how was your night? And she's stomping around the house, throwing stuff, and uh, she's like, It's great, it was great. Uh whoa, it doesn't seem I feel like great. we're talking that's a lot about my miscommunications, but yours are different, I think, because yeah, they there'll are. be a lot of times where something will happen that causes you to feel insecure mm-hmm. or causes you to feel disrespected. Right. Even if I didn't do it, you, you're, I can tell there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And your unwillingness to open up and share that with me causes friction in our relationship. Right. Because you want to talk about everything. Right. And I don't always want to talk about everything. Yeah. However, I do believe that we should at some point, but... Uh, we've realized that in communication, I need some time to process right. so that I don't lash out. Yeah. And you are not a process. You, no, you I are just an external processor, yeah. and you just want to talk about it right now. So what, what we've kind of implemented is saying, hey, I need some time. I will tell her, hey, I need 30 minutes. I need 45 minutes. I need uh, two hours yeah. or whatever whatever the fair amount of time is, is. And then I'll go to her and communicate. And say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. This is the issue. And and she has been so gracious and good to me to give me that time. As a matter of fact, there was a couple of weeks ago something happened, and uh, and she could tell that I was really, really bothered by it. And she left it alone. And because she left it alone, I went to her so much sooner and communicated that to her that she said, hey, you know what? She stopped and she acknowledged and she said. Thank you for communicating that to me mm-hmm. because this is something typically you would sit on for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but I was able to say to her, hey, thank you for not pressing the issue and just let me, just let me navigate this. But okay? we've only, we were only able to do that because we had. That's after 18 years of Because we of had nonsense. communicated that I need some time, you right. know. And so just being able to say that to your spouse and then receiving that as a spouse and saying, okay, then I'll expect you to come talk to me when you're ready. Because what you have to do is you have to settle your communication expectation. Realizing that without communication, there is absolutely no intimacy. If you're not communicating with your spouse or with your relationships, the level of the level of depth that you have in those relationships will be so minimal and it'll be uh, so unsatisfying. Yeah. And it's so hard to be vulnerable with people. Oh yeah. And you are really exposing your heart and, and giving somebody the opportunity to hurt you. Sure. To, but but there's no life-giving relationships without vulnerability. Right. Like we have to be able to have somebody, you know, hopefully that's your spouse if you're married or a friendship or a mentor or a pastor who you can be vulnerable with and say, this is how I'm feeling. I'm right. struggling with this or I'm, you know, I'm, 
I'm feeling these feelings and I need to navigate this well because holding those things inside and being unwilling to communicate them with anybody just limits your life. It Because lim- relationships are, that's the essence of life. No matter if it's a, a marriage or a friendship or whatever those things are, but especially with your spouse, you and, know, you have to be able to share even when it's hard. Yeah. And and I do think that ultimately this is this is the the linchpin of this 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 piece, communicating expectations. You gotta settle that. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta settle the fact that, you know, I'm going to communicate because as a guy, sometimes I feel stupid saying, you know what, that hurt my feelings. But the reality is the reason that I'm the reason that I'm angry and yelling or stomping off or, you know, throwing something or punching a wall or whatever is because my feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. It's because I was disappointed and it's based in an insecurity that if I don't communicate, my wife just thinks that I'm a psycho instead <laughs> of realizing, oh my gosh, remember when I punched the windshield out of the car? Yeah. That's for another story. But I, I, <laughs> punched, we I punched the windshield out of our car while we were driving down the road and she's thinking I'm a psycho, but really I'm not a psycho. I'm just insecure cure from some hurts that I've been carrying for 20, 25, 30 years. Right. But you were not in a place then where you could say, uh, my feelings were hurt. I mean, that took time because to develop. I that. had to settle it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things is to um, submit to one another that you are for one another. And I think that's why I could settle it. Right. Because, because we came to a place where I realized we're submitted and we're for one another. Yeah, that I no, wasn't against. I remember having to say on multiple occasions, like, I'm not against you. Yeah. I'm for you. I'm not, I'm not fighting Which you. Which I had never experienced before because relationships that I was in, either they always left or they always used me. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were never for me and they were never with me. And so when she began to tell me, I'm for you and I'm with you, I'm with you and I'm for you, back and forth and forth and back, she told me those things. It began to secure in me, okay, we are submitted to one another and enabled me to settle it a little bit more that I could go for it and communicate some of these expectations and things that otherwise I would have never communicated. Well, and, and because, you know, when I know that you're for me, I can tell you anything. Sure. Even if you might be... Even if it might hurt you or, or you might feel disappointed in that, I know ultimately that we're for each other and we're going to be intentional and committed to working it through. You know, because that's the thing, marriage and relationships, they're work. <laughs> they they are. are work. I had somebody text me the other day and they're like, marriage is hard. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, um, I think there's an expectation right there is everybody thinks that they expect marriage to be easy, especially if you're a Christian, okay? You think that marriage is going to be easy. It's not. It is work. You think that uh, having a best friend is going to be easy. It's not. It's going to be work because if you're going to be in significant relationship with somebody that's wired differently than you, Mm -hmm. guess what? Yeah. You're going to have to you're going to have to understand, you're going to have to manage mm-hmm. and you're going to have to communicate expectations. And you have to stay in a posture of forgiveness. Right. And, That's good. And we and we tell we say this a lot, I'm not going to be offended. Right. I'm going to choose not to be offended. You know, cuz you can't have strong relationships if you're living in a place of offense. So, let me ask you something, babe. Um as we as we wind this this episode down, um what do you think we need to do? Because a lot of men tend to be uh, poor communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So if you want your husband to communicate with you, what, what is one or two things that you really need to do in order to see that take place? I think we have to navigate our response. That's good. You know, um, and temper our frustration mm-hmm. and temper our um, dissatisfaction. Is that a word? Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction in, in those, like if you come and you tell me something and immediately I get mad or angry, mm-hmm. you're not going to come and tell me that again. Give an example. Um, you know, if you, I don't well, know. I, okay, so I come one? to you and, uh, and I say, babe, um, I need you to know from a very vulnerable place, um, I am, I'm looking at porn. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm just, I'm really been overcome with this. I, I don't know why I'm doing it. It's not like, I, and I've got all these reasons and I got no reason at all, but I'm looking at this. What does your response need to be in order for me to feel confident no matter what I'm up against, I can come and communicate to you? You know, I think initially, you know, how we all want to respond is hurt, anger. Uh, we feel betrayed. We feel all those things. And that's okay to feel those things. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it would be okay for me to say, thank you for telling me. Um, I'm going to need some time. You know, this would be a good time to say, I need some time to process this. What wouldn't make you feel welcome is if I freak out and it's acceptable. I think that would be our natural instinct sure. is to, is to panic, to, to do, but that's, we've got to, we've got to submit our, our feelings, our worries, our cares to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, how do I need to navigate this? How do I need to help, um, our marriage, this is the work part. This is the for better or worse part because automatically I feel angry and betrayed. That, I, that's so good. We forget about the vows that we made on our wedding day, yeah. the better and worse. And worse. For better and worse. And for really, better or worse, you know, if, right? you come, if you come to me and you confess a sin, you know, it's not, and this is, I say this knowing this is hard. It's not my place to judge you. It's not my place to punish you. You know, you don't need my punishment for your sin. Yeah. That's not my job. Yeah. E- even though I want to, even though I, I would be frustrated, even though I would be extremely hurt, it's not my place to bring judgment or punishment. Yeah, that's good. And so I think, I, I mean, it's such a cliche spiritual thing to say, hey, pray for one another. But you've got to get to that point where you can right. pray for one another, where right. you can receive. Because then I know there might come a time where I have to come to you and say, hey, you know, I was having emotional conversations with a guy at work and mm-hmm. it, our friendship's gotten too far yeah. and, and it's not, it's not appropriate anymore. We've right. crossed lines. We've crossed boundaries. How you respond to me, you know, everything we do is an opportunity for our relationship to grow and yeah. mature. I think that's so good. And guys, we're going to, we're going to spend some time in, in future episodes talking more about the, some of these specific situations, mm-hmm. but for, for the sake of, of time and wrapping it up here, um, the, the one thing that I will, in addition to add, add to that is say, be what you want to see, okay? If, if you want your spouse to communicate with you, communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Be open, be vulnerable with them and, and be what you want to see, sow what you want to reap, um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and I think that that would be, that would be really good. Can I just add one sure. quick thing? I would just say, you know, if you are the one who's trying to pursue a relationship with the Lord, if you're the one who's trying to really live your life and live, have your marriage be in a healthy place, but your spouse is not, 
the best thing you can do is to go ahead and do the things you know to do, even just in what you were saying. I just wanted to give an example of that. Like if, if your husband or your wife are not really pursuing the things that you do and they don't care to do that, it, you can still do it. Yeah. And if you are willing to do it and you are willing to submit it to the Lord and pray and, and, and communicate your expectations, it's going to make an effect on your spouse, even if they are not yet willing to do that. I think these are principles that we can put into practice, even if it's only one-sided to begin with. Yeah, I think that's so good. Guys, listen, the bottom line is when it comes to expectations, we've all got them. Some of us know where they've come from. Some of us don't. And what we need to do in order to navigate this expectation world in a healthy way is we've got to understand them, we've got to manage them, and we've got to communicate them. And I think that if we all follow these three steps to self-assess, to settle in our hearts, and to submit first to the Lord, then to one another, I think that we'll be in a really good place when it comes to navigating expectation. Listen, thanks so much for joining us again for this podcast. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Carrie. And this was Real Talk. Boom. See ya. Thank you again for joining us today on Real Talk with Matt and Carrie. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes.